Hi, everyone. Welcome to the new Grief and Rebirth podcast, Rebirth Series, where I will be chatting with special, inspiring people who have grieved, met their challenges, chosen to heal, and have experienced the blessing of rebirth. This new Rebirth Series is inspired by a comment from my son made while I was on my healing journey after my precious husband died next to me in a tragic car accident. Mom, he said, there has been nothing worse than seeing you in total despair and nothing better than seeing you able to have joy again. From my heart, I wish this for each of you. Be sure to give a listen. Hi, everyone. I hope this finds each of you so very well. I'm speaking to you today from my studio in West Orange, New Jersey, gladdened to welcome Carol Kirkley, who lives in what is called the Banana Belt of Chafee County in Colorado. Carol is our eighth uplifting interview in the Grief and Rebirth podcast, Rebirth series, and she has a moving, incredible story of grief and rebirth to share with us. Carol was raised in a fundamentalist religious home where she was taught that she was worthless and could never be saved. That belief that she was fundamentally flawed to the core led to anorexia, suicide attempts, and so much more that she had voluntarily entered herself into a state mental hospital and stayed there for a year. The unexpected death of her only brother in May of 2020 added to Carol's daunting life experiences until a spiritually transformative experience awakened her to who she is at her core and inspired her to work with the renowned healer, Deborah Martin. This began Carol's rebirth and transformation. I am so truly happy for Carol because she is now on her own remarkable healing journey, which is helping her to find herself and redefine her life. Join me as I welcome Carol to Grief and Rebirth podcast with an open heart and much love. Hi, Carol. A warm, heartfelt welcome to Grief and Rebirth podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here also, Carol. You have such an amazing story. And I think a lot of people are going to really benefit from hearing your journey. So let's begin with this question. Let's start from the beginning. Please describe your childhood and your life until 2004 when you entered massage school at 47 years old. Well, I grew up in the fundamentalist church uh, background like you were talking about. And it was just drilled into me, like hammered into me about we needed to be saved and it needed to be done a certain way. And we had to, you know, give our lives over to God, which is doesn't sound too far off, but when it was drilled into you, like you're wrong and you're sinful and you have to be saved or you won't go to heaven. That was every single Sunday message over and over and over. And I would go forward every single, I mean, every other Sunday, if not every Sunday, just to the altar and say, I was sorry for my sins and please save me. And it wasn't working. And every Monday morning, why do you mean it wasn't working? Well, it wasn't. I thought, I don't feel any different. It's it's not taking. I'm still thin. I'm still dirt. I'm still worse. 
it's just I felt like, you know, I couldn't be saved because I couldn't do it their way, but I kept trying. So did you ever um, wonder, does that mean that you're those people were the only people in the world who were getting saved and everybody else was going down the tubes? Yes. Doesn't make it doesn't really make that doesn't, much sense. No, no. In fact, that's what they taught. That there were it was the only way to do it. And everybody and that's what was our mission to go out and save people. And and we went to groups to witness around the country or around the, you know, the, the little the town I was raised in. We I was on one of those for a while. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So what was going on in your life when you um entered yourself into the mental hospital. Tell us about that. And then what was your mm -hmm. journey until you got to massage school? Well, I was really, it wasn't gelling. And I, I, it, I couldn't wrap myself around it. And I thought I was supposed to clear up until in my mid thirties. And in my mid thirties, my mind just buckled under, under the, you know, I'm never going to make it in this life. I'm, I'm just might as well leave and I'm just a bother to everybody and wow. you know I just was failing at the job I was at and so I just decided that it wasn't the first hospital but it was it was the last one so I decided just to volunteer myself there and uh, it was a very good resting point I don't know how much I gained from it you know psychologically but it was very good rest but you needed to separate out it gave you a chance to separate out did they comment on 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 uh, the theology that you'd been brought up with did they comment um, on those attitudes it wasn't really brought up it was I went in under the assumption I was mentally um, insane or mentally you know screwed up and I just went, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know how else to go, but mental. And so, I mean, really didn't know where else to go to have a mental. How did your on. family respond? How they, how they uh, take you when you went to the mental hospital? Well, they tried to be as supportive as they could. They would not commit me like they asked them to. My parents said, no way. We're not doing that to her. She goes in, she goes in of her own accord, which was a blessing. Cause then I didn't have to stay if I didn't need to, I could get out. If I, you know, if I follow a certain way, I could, you know, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't forced medication that way. So it was a blessing they didn't. And, and it felt, you know, like abandonment at the time, but it, it really was very beneficial that I entered in my own accord. And what was your path until you entered massage school? So you were like kind of floundering along until you sort of found yourself for massage yeah. school, right? I could feel my giftings, uh, my gifting starting to um, come alive. I was having dreams and visions and we call them prophecy in the church. And I had those coming in my awareness and I didn't know what to do with them because I didn't believe in, I, I kind of could cut myself off from the church and I, I couldn't figure out what was these mystical experiences. And so I uh, happened upon Doreen Virtues, um, she did a, podcast every Wednesday and I would sit there at work and listen to him and I thought I'm just going to go and take her course and that was the angel therapy course um, so that kind of led me into that that was my very first step and that and the secret of course everybody says the secret kind of woke them up to the idea that there's way more than they taught us <laughs> <laughs> and then you entered massage school at 47 years old so you were drawn to yeah. help people through physical therapy through helping them with their body yeah. and all. it was so odd because I was not one 
that wanted to be touched. I didn't care for it. And I, I guess you go into things you, you need, like psychotherapists go into, you know, it's not everybody like is like that, but I, I didn't even care for massage. I had had a few, but I just thought, well, maybe this is a way that I can start my journey outward and start healing others and not just always focused in on myself. So that's and kind it really of really worked for you. You behave very good. You had quite a good practice there, didn't you? I really did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then all of a sudden COVID happened. So what did COVID do? And and then your brother, brother's death. Those yeah. It was all in that same time frame of 2020. Um they shut us down in uh March, mid-March, and then I went full-time at a retail grocery store uh, for a few months until they decided we could be open again. And when they opened the doors that, that massage therapists could go back to work, I got a call from my dad that my brother had died. And so I ran back to Kansas where my family is from, um, where we lived, and you know, went to his funeral and ran back and started cleaning my room and started getting things in order and I never really had a chance to grieve and it never the business never really picked up it just never did so I went back part-time both part-time you know both jobs and it just never took off until November of last year I just decided this is so I'm fighting a losing battle. I'm paying way more out than I am coming in. And not that my people didn't want to come and see me. They wanted to, but there was so much scare around it. And so pr practicality made me close it again. So right. could you, you want to tell us a little bit about your brother's unexpected death? Was it a natural, was it natural causes? Were you close to him? Was he um, also affected by your, by your fundamentalist upbringing? Oh my gosh, at my mom's funeral in 2013, I sat next to him and they used that sermon, that, that funeral to do the salvation message again. And I felt my brother next to me and I thought we were both going to just die right then and there. I mean, I tried to talk him into going to church with us the day before because it was just something our family did as kids and he wouldn't go, but they still use that sermon in her funeral message and I just felt him withering and you know I felt him like so depressed like so dejected and I felt that way at one time I had somehow risen above it and kind of transcended it by that point but I was not clear yet I was not clear of that <laughs> yeah was he a younger brother or an older brother Carol yeah he was about five years younger he was the middle of five Oh, wow. And you couldn't really reach him. I mean, you kind no. of were a little ahead of him in the healing part, but you couldn't. So it really. Mm -mm. So I... did, he, did he take his life or did he just, you know, have something physical happen? Yeah, he had uh, the toxicology report did show drugs in his system and they found them on the couch beside him or wherever he was, I think. And so we don't really know um, from what I get from talking to him. He had been, you know, from my own what I hear when I listen to what he said, um, explaining that he didn't really mean to because he had been off of drugs and he just took what he used to take and his body wasn't used to it. And it was, it was, you know, it, it overdosed him. So wow, I don't think wow, he wow. meant to. And when you're saying what you hear from him, so you're starting to study mediumship, right? So you're starting to 
get messages and all while talk about your life turning around. <laughs> so the seeds of your rebirth began with a course facilitated by, and she's so wonderful, the wonderful medium, Suzanne Giesman, mm -hmm. who I have interviewed on Grief and Rebirth podcast. So everyone, you could go, it was a wonderful interview. You can check out Suzanne on the podcast and then led you to the renowned healer, Deborah Martin. Could you please tell us about this part of your healing journey and how Deborah helped you put the pieces of your life together, which began this profound process of awakening for you? I mean, here we go. You're, you're starting to <laughs> blossom over here. So talk to us, to us about your healing journey. Oh, my goodness. Well, in Suzanne Giesman's um, podcast interviews, I don't know which one I heard it on, but she interviewed Brenda Baker, and who is now her spirit guide. Um, for mediumship and I heard her she had gotten the healing of uh, deep emotional healing from her personal background of being raised in that kind of a church and the the trouble she had growing up in that family and I had similar things going on in my family and I thought oh my ears perked up and I said, I've got to figure this out, how to contact Deborah Martin. It took me a good six months, even after that. And I went to one of Suzanne Giesman's, uh, you know, uh, in person, first, first of one of many, shedding your skin, thinking that maybe I could just shed this old skin and I'd be all right. And um, it just, I, I just didn't, uh, I mean, I, she mentioned Brenda Baker even more and showed the picture of them all with their hands on her heart when she was dying. And I said, oh my gosh. And I just couldn't even, I was crying through the whole, whatever you call this workshop. I was crying so bad. I ran out of there. I ran out of there because I didn't want to see anybody, me see anybody see me crying so much, but I hit a deer on the way in, which didn't oh help. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, it was like all of this stuff was, come on, Carol, get a grip, get a picture here. Brenda's trying to contact you to talk to Deborah Martin. And I finally got it in September of last year and contacted her. And we had a healing session, September 20th. And wow, my life was. Tell us about that. Would you oh, share what came out of that healing session? Well, she just got this picture that there's nails being driven into the back of my neck. And that's kind of what, it, because of the religion that was teaching that over and over and over how worthless, I mean, that's how it was taken to me, how worthless I was. And she was taking those out and I had, you know, I had neck issues anyway. And as she was taking them out, I started to free up and stand up. And also my feet were curling up like dead people's feet. I kid you not, they were backwards. And she felt those straighten out and they've straightened out. And so I can walk and stand in my own power in my own being and so many layers and layers upon a layers. I can't even go into all of them right now. There's just so many layers of gunk and stuff that she helped remove from my childhood and from, you know, even through the mental health issues, uh, just so many, I couldn't even see how many layers because some of this stuff happened before I even had language to know how to deal with what had happened in, between parent. I won't go into it, but it was something that shaped my entire life. Uh, and I, all of that, 
she said, you didn't even have language for when this happened. I said, no, it was so early on. I don't even remember it. And she also brought forth a great grandmother that has actually been protecting me from all of the, you know, the whatever you call this whole paradigm that I chose to come into with this family of religion. Um, So, yeah, it was she hit the nail on the head. No, no pun intended. (laughs) No, it sounds like that you had this experience and thank goodness you found healing that you're meant to transcend it and, and move on. And uh, so when Deborah started this profound process of awakening for you, what did she tell you about your next, the next part of your path? Where are you now in your healing journey as you continue to find this amazing rebirth? And are you working towards special new goals from, and are you still working with Deborah? I do communicate with her often uh, through emails and just, you know, Facebook, we'd answer. I sometimes uh, go on there and say what she, what happened with me on one of her posts. And so, yes, we are still in communication and definitely um, and even a new communication, which is Suzanne's <laughs> sidekick, Lynette, which I am so thrilled with. I mean, just she's helped me so much just in. Suzanne had uh, forwarded the what had happened with me and Deborah, and she, because her and Brenda are such good friends, and so her and I have tra- talked a lot over emails. And so, um, yeah, right now what I, I'm doing, I'm thinking of going towards more energy healing work. Um, physical, physically, massage therapy was getting way too strenuous for me anyway. Um, at 64 years, almost 65. And I don't, I just felt like I was at the end of that anyway. So I'm just using this time right now to do a mundane job, which I'm actually having a lot of fun with. It's amazing how you can have fun with a group of people. It kind of like, you know, a teamwork thing. And you so learn also because of all the healing you it is. you're yeah. open you know you're 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 open to all these different people and you're radiating more light than you used to so you're in the present oh. moment and enjoying it right very much so yes so it's all a matter of trust 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 of what's next because i don't know i've never you know i was really sad when i had to shut my massage therapy down but it was the best that it was not not done against me it was all for me and um, so now I'm just looking at it as an opportunity and where and I'm starting to make intentions of where I would prefer to go and, you know, not not near as much strenuous work on massage and energy healing may be part of the process, maybe developing my own healing thing, because I've I've tried several and they just don't gel with me. Right. Maybe it's just not for me. So, you know, that's kind of where I am. And I'm just. I'm using this time as kind of a reprieve and it's, it's really relieving to not have to be responsible for a business and, a, you know, a part-time job and, and all that responsibility. I understand yeah. that. And you think you might go into mediumship at some point, because if you're hearing your brother, that sounds like you've got the gift of uh, uh, Claire, <laughs> clairvoyance. Yes. It, your audience. It came up so much when I was in my 20s and then at the angel therapy practitioner course I in the mediumship part I could tell things what happened with others so easy for me and but yet I drew back from that um 
I just drew back from it so I could heal. And so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I really wanted to be able to hear from myself, to hear my mom and to heal through that first because she cr passed or crossed over in 2013, my brother in 2020. I just wanted to learn how to communicate to spirit for myself first because I could do it for other people. It just wasn't very comforting, comfortable for me. It was very comforting for them. But for me, I was still just too much outside of myself. And I needed to go back in and draw it in before and heal that part of me that what, where Deborah came in before I could do that again. So it is a possibility. I, 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 I know that I was, you know, a, a raw talent person with it, but <laughs> it would well, take it's something to be, I tell people, it's like someone has a, a gift for athletics or music or art. They're, you have a gift, you have an intuitive gift and you can go to school to develop it more. Yeah. Right? And all that, you know? So I'm just wondering, considering that you're hearing what your brother has to say, that's really wonderful that, that you're getting that. So mm -hmm. I think you have that gift within you. Um, you made a really, so you, right now you're, you're set. You're not sure where you're working towards, but you're open to the possibilities, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> you're in the middle of your rebirth. And you made a comment when you reached out to us for this rebirth series. And you said, you feel we're waking up to a new earth. What's that about, Carol? Oh my god. You're not the first person who said that. <laughs> well, it just feels like this is going to, and I've heard this through other teachers I've been listening to or channelers, that the this is this is feeling like we are not going to have to repeat again and again and again all of this abuse and coming back and figuring it out and healing from abuse and you know, go around and around and around. And this is the lifetime where I come in. And it's I told myself early on, this stops with me. I even said, I'm not having children. This stops with me. I'm not doing that. And so I feel like that our whole earth is changing and developing towards that, that we're all being pulled upward into this light. And there's more light on the planet. Look at all the indie ears that are coming out and sharing their stories and the STEs and I mean, even me. STE, so that people know what that means. That's a spiritually transformative experience. And yes. a death experience is an NDE, right? Yes. Yes. And I just feel like everybody is, you know, you, you get, everybody's changing and you'll either get drug or you'll go willingly. And I'm thinking I'm going willingly. I've been drug enough. <laughs> <laughs> well you know there's a lot going on and they say that things have to get shaken out yes so that we can all kind of start our our ascension uh which is what a lot of people are talking about I'm, i was really thrilled to hear you talking about that mm -hmm. and from your own story about the importance of healing and rebirth what would you like to share from your heart with our grief and rebirth audience why should people go out of their way mm -hmm. like you did like here you have a situation where your brother did not choose to heal and here you have a situation where you chose to heal why should people go out of their way to seek the deborah martins or to seek the people who can help them and to rebirth their lives because you're you're very courageous mm. it takes a lot of courage to do what you're doing and mm. why should people do that what is your what is your tip for that what is your message 
Well, it just, it's so much damage to hang on to stuff that you don't even know you're hanging on to. I thought I had dealt with so much in psychotherapy, but it wasn't even scratching the surface. And I was still so, there's so much darkness inside. I didn't even know how to, I didn't know what to do with it, except, you know, I was on the hard path toward, I either got to get busy living or get busy dying. And I was almost on that path that let's just get out of here. And like some of my massage therapist friends have not made it through this time. And it's just, I thought this is a good time to go if I wanted to, but I just decided, you know, I want to see if I can just overcome, not overcome it, but transcend it. And I just really wanted to heal. I wanted to feel that love. I was hearing all these NDE stories. Anita Morjani was the biggest one for me. And how do they come back and just heal of all those cancers and, and just live a new life? I want to feel that before I die. And so that was the big pull for me was hearing all of these stories and, and hearing about Brenda's story and how she was healed and then you know, even Irene's story. I mean, yeah, your story and I, me too. Me too. Yeah, it's just crazy. All these stories I've been plugging into, and and it's just so so worth it. I I feel like years of that stuff has just been shed, and I don't feel that darkness around me anymore. That depression. Yeah, I get sad sometimes, but not like that. And sometimes if I feel like somebody's you know, like the old days of victimhood, I just, oh, well, they've had, you know, it's, it's not about me. It's they're having a bad day. Okay, go say a prayer for him and to be, you know, love, send love rather than just, oh my gosh, you know, it's like, send love instead. And so that's kind of my practice where I'm working now is just to be sending love and light and and a lot of relationships have healed even within the time I've been there between me and others because of sending love and light. So, Oh, that's interesting. You want to talk about any of that? Well, yeah, there was a coworker. I, I don't know if she'll get on here ever, but there was a coworker I just could not get along with. And she was just so grating on my nerves. And so I just, and she was real up in my face and in my space. And I just wow. thought, okay, I got really, I really, I really got in back in her face to set a boundary, but then I went off and prayed. I said, oh my goodness, she must have had the a worst childhood ever to be reacting this way. I mean, it must be equal to mine. <laughs> if Because if I'm picking up on it, that means we're mirroring each other some way. So I went and prayed about it. And then two weeks passed and it was like nothing ever went on between us. And so it's like that. And, you know, some of the others there that have I've had difficulty with, I'll just say under my breath may you be, feel compassion may your heart be at peace may your sorrow and suffering be eased and then my sorrow and suffering is eased too so and do they yeah. calm down a little bit or change oh wow change? yes it's amazing so it's so what you so you change your vibe and they're and they're reacting to the change of your vibe yes definitely that is so cool that's so mm -hmm. great i always liken um the importance and the relief of healing to like you've got all your problems and all the stuff in a big backpack and you're <laughs> carrying it around with you everywhere you go and it's so heavy and it colors everything that you do <sighs> and through healing you get to lay that backpack down yes. and you're free. would you identify with that would you say oh my that's what it feels like 
that's exact. That's a really good description of everything that's happened. I just feel like the whole, you know, it's and especially around the shoulders. I had so much. She she healed so much with that. I was carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. wow. So you 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 put down your backpack. Yes. Now you're <laughs> now you have a whole different experience going on for you. Definitely. And since you're in this new place, do you have um, a tip for everyone about? how you found joy or what gives you joy about finding joy in life? Oh, it's so amazing. I have so, I mean, I, I work at a local Walmart and I'll just say, I don't mind. And I thought I would never do that. I have so much fun there. I, I'm posing little stuffies. Please adopt us. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm having fun with other people I work with and, and yes, it's stressful at times because people can be you people. And I just figure if they're going to be stressful, they're just mirroring something already in me. So let's turn this around. Oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just even the inter- encounters that I have with people that go through, you know, my line, I'm a cashier. It's just so amazing. And even my former clients are coming up to me and says, you just seem so different to me now. And yeah, they're sad, but you know, this is not for them. This is for me. So it's, it's just amazing. I still have a lot of, you know, close friends through clients here and it's such a joy to see them and interact with them in a different light. And it's so wow. yeah, it's just amazing. And it's a really good school right now for me because I was such an introvert and for me to be drawn out like this and kind of be put on stage with every single person coming past me, you know, it's just so amazing that how to turn that around from being, you know, so sad and offend, you know, always offended and always defensive and turn that around and be joyful and shining my light. I go in with that intention anyway. It doesn't always happen because I'm human too. But, you know, that's kind of the whole just of what I'm doing right now. And I'm okay with it. I'm actually okay. <laughs> that's wonderful. That's just so wonderful. It's, it's you're such a role model to people. Uh-huh. I bet you're bringing a lot of light into Walmart also when you're working because you're uh-huh. touching people's lives and, and you are different, you know? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I, I, really, I really do believe that. Carol, I think you are an inspiration. Mm. And I personally am very proud of you. I I really do. I agree with you that spirit sees you and knows you and is aware of everything you've been through. Mm. And I would not be at all surprised to learn that part of your new purpose is to share your story. It took a lot of courage to come on today and share Mm. your story with us, to share your story and give people hope like you are doing today on Grief and Rebirth podcast. Thank you for being such an incredible inspiration And I thank you from my heart for this really meaningful and special interview. Mm. And here, really, truly. And here is a reminder, everyone, that you can see the show notes and all Grief and Rebirth podcast episodes on IreneWeinberg.com. And make sure to follow us and like us on social at, at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and especially on YouTube. Like subscribe and hit notify to make sure you'll get inspiring new interviews like this one with Carol coming your way. Thank you so much. And if you'd like to be part of this special rebirth series as Carol 
indicated to us that she was and she wanted to do, please send me an email to hello at ireneweinberg.com. As I like to say, to be continued, many blessings and bye for now. Thank you.